2: Sin Prime Time live from
0: the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas here is Tim Murray
3: Hour 2 of Vsin Prime Time we are presented by DraftKings we're live here in Las Vegas Nevada that is Mike Palm I am Tim Murray it's sweater day here on Vsin Prime Time and we say hello to all those on the DK network as they join us for this hour of programming. Still to come, our check-in with Femia Bebefe, our colleague here at VSEN and co-host of the award-winning podcast, GM Shuffle. I don't know if it's a one awards, but it should. I, I would consider it award-winning. And also, a man who knows a thing or two about podcasting, the Sports Gambling Podcast. It is Sean Green. You can catch SGP Live on Fridays at midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific, right here on VSIN, it is Sean Green at Sean T Green on social media. He and Ryan Kramer, of course, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, a lot to get to. We got coaching news, your beloved Eagles, everything to get to. But more importantly, let's just jump right into it, Sean, from a side or total perspective or a prop standpoint. When you look at game number one of this weekend, Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Ravens now out to a four point favorite total 44 and a half. How are you looking to attack the AFC championship game?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I'm on the quote-unquote square side, but give me Patrick Mahomes and points. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, eight one and one as a dog, now nine one and one. Uh, I, I'm gonna keep betting Patrick Mahomes and points in the playoffs until I start losing some money. I, I think this number is is just too high. And, and as much as the bet is on Patrick Mahomes and the four points, I really like what I've seen out of this Chiefs defense. I thought, uh, you know, Spags had a great uh scheme going against the Bills and I think he's gonna have a good scheme against this Ravens team. I, I understand why people would be high on Lamar and this Ravens team have had a dominant regular season. Nice second half against the Texans, but man, uh I, I think I'm gonna feel pretty good having Patrick Mahomes and four points, Andy Reid and that defense uh come Sunday. So yeah, give me the Chiefs.
5: John, let's take you to San Francisco. We haven't heard anyone this week outside of Bay Area hosts who are on the 49ers in this game It it gets a, a little concerning at some point when everybody's on one side <laughs> with the lions. Uh, do you have a play here either on a total or a side lions and 49ers?
4: Yeah. I mean, I'll take, I'll take the points. Uh, there's some seven and a halves floating around. I mean, part of this is probably with my heart here a little bit, because as an Eagles fan, I just find this 49ers team very annoying, but I'll get, <laughs> I'll look at Brock Purdy, his past two home games. He's sub 60% completion percentage. And how do you beat the 49ers? You convert on some of those interceptable passes. The Lions converted on Baker's interceptable passes. The Packers didn't. I mean, if the Packers get one interception, uh, they win that game outright. I, I, I feel like last week I was on every team that I bet on kept dropping interceptions. I'm hoping it doesn't happen this week, but uh, the Lions just need one or two turnovers to turn this thing. And Jared Goff. As much as you want to say his record outdoors, uh, he's actually played pretty well in the Bay Area. He's from the Bay Area; he grew up there. I think he's going to feel pretty comfortable in that stadium. And who wants who wants to fade the Lions team? You know, Derek, uh, Chris, Wilburn, Big Balls—they're Lions guys. Like, it's fun to be a Lions guy this Sunday. So, yeah, it is always a little scary to be on the public dog here, but I'll take the Lions and the points.
3: Yeah, I mean it's. It's ticked up a little bit. Haven't seen the, the hooks really arrive at a bunch of shops, as you alluded to. They, they might get there. Um, you know, the Debo Samuels standpoint. So when you're looking at props, let's start with this game, Sean, because I know you and Ryan will will dive deep into some props and some first oh, yeah. touchdown angles and obviously, you know, sports gambling podcast. Uh, you get that wherever you get your podcast, SGP live on Friday nights. But from a prop standpoint, let's just look at the NFC championship first. Has there been an angle that initially kind of jumped at you that you're looking to, uh, you know, go towards for this NFC championship game?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like David Montgomery in this game. Uh, I like him rushing. I like his receiving yards. His receiving yards are pretty low. Uh, he had four targets last game. They seem to be like he has more snaps, more routes run uh, than Gibbs, and I think they could get him involved in the screen game. Uh, but I mean, his rushing yards, him to get an anytime touchdown, just any sort of positive uh, David Montgomery stuff, I like because I do think if there is a weakness to this 49ers defense, uh, it's it's dealing with some of these running backs, especially physical ones. You know, like Aaron Jones, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a bunch of like big gains. It was chip away chip away chip away then he hit that huge play. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lions have that same sort of patience with the running game, which I expect they'll have against the 49ers, want to slow the game down, want to limit the time of possession on the other side. So, I think David Montgomery is going to get his and I like his matchup. So, he's someone that really jumps out at me. And they signed Zach Ertz for a reason. I think some places are going to list his catch prop at a half. I think I think if Zach Ertz is active, he gets a catch uh, that's kind of a, a fun uh, former Eagle play, but uh, yeah, I really like. Uh, hey, once an Eagle, always an Eagle. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I really like this to be a David Montgomery game.
5: And well, let's talk about the Eagles because this is something that I can't figure out. You know, yeah. coming out of Alabama. Everybody talked about the character and the intangibles of Jalen Hurts. And then he gets drafted, and everyone's talking about the character and the intangibles. you got to turn him into a pocket passer. They did that. He took him to a Super Bowl. He was an MVP candidate, leading for a lot of time last year and in the first part of this year. Jaworski raves about this guy as a leader. And all of a sudden, the back half of the season, and the season's over, and all of a sudden, now the guy's a female dog. How did this happen? How did he go from being the leader of that team to being a word I can't say on the airwaves?
4: Well, yeah, it just goes to show you how the narrative switches, right? When, when they're winning, it's like, he's a stoic leader. He doesn't talk a lot. He leads by example. And then when they're losing, this guy doesn't talk enough. He's he's moody. He's, you know, crabby. He's not J- J- Jalen hurts. I think is who he is. He leads by for the most part, winning a bunch of games. Now they hit a complete wall. I mean, I don't know what to make of it. My working theory is we see the uh, after Super Bowl hangover so many times with teams, both teams that have won the Super Bowl and lost. And I think I don't know. maybe they maybe the Eagles had like a Gatorade before they passed out uh, because they had the hangover. It just happened eleven games into the season, right? So, they, they were winning a bunch of games. You looked at the advanced numbers, yards per play, any of that stuff. It didn't look good. It was like how they keep winning these games. And then the, just the bottom fell out the hangover of all hangovers hit them, but it didn't hit them until like the, the afternoon. And I think because there were a lot of veteran players on that team, I think collectively probably on a subconscious level after they got their butts kicked by the 49ers, they realized, oh man, this isn't the year. And they just kind of packed it in subconsciously. and they couldn't write the ship after that. But yeah, I mean, certainly it's fair to question Hertz's uh, leadership and ability to, to rally the team uh, down the stretcher because they just looked completely, completely lost.
3: Sean Green, the better half of Ryan Kramer and Sean Mm -hmm. Green on the Sports Gambling Podcast. I say the same thing to Ryan when he joins the show. No big deal. Uh, Midnight Eastern, you could also catch SGP Live on Friday nights. Uh, Make sure you catch him uh, here on VEASAN. All right, let's get to the prop market for the game, Uh, the AFC Championship, Ravens and Chiefs. how are you looking at this one? Anyone uh, jumping out, whether it be any time touchdown or you're looking to hit your wagon too, because you do like the Chiefs plus the points. How are yes. you looking to uh, attack this one from a prop standpoint?
4: Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, i have I've been uh, doing pretty good riding Rashi Rice, sure, uh, but uh, his his numbers are kind of inflated. I think the one market that jumped out at me was Patrick Mahome's rushing yards. I think DK has that hanging at like 27 and a half. You look at his yards per attempt; uh, it's 5.2. I mean, compared to Lamar, Lamar's only 5.5. And I, I think this could be a game much like that Dolphins game where he ran for 41 rush yards, where Mahomes might drop back. Uh, and not see anything. And his back is against the wall. I mean, this is winner go home. And we've seen a lot of quarterbacks in the playoffs, Mahomes is no different when the backs against the wall, if they are trailing, if there is a two minute drill that needs to be had, he's not afraid to pick up some yards with his legs, uh, a couple scampers here or there. And I think he gets you over 27 and a half. I think it's a decent matchup for them, uh, especially against the Ravens defense. So, yeah, I I like Patrick Mahomes over 27 and a half rushing yards.
3: Yeah, and he, you know, we've talked about this a a lot. He didn't get there last week, which I think is a good thing when you're looking to attack this, Sean, uh, because he tends to, when times of desperation come about you know he he tends to utilize you know his legs a little bit I I want to and I don't know if it's a play of yours but I kind of almost want to have a group think discussion here regarding Travis Kelsey Kelsey kind of had a I don't want to say out of body he had a throwback game last week he he found the end zone he had 75 yards five catches we know the rapport those two have in the postseason it's ridiculous it's record-setting but with the linebackers, with Kyle Hamilton, do you think coming off of a performance like he had last week that it could be a situation to potentially fade someone like Travis Kelsey who, you know, his number's pretty inflated at 62 and a half?
4: Yeah, don't tell, uh, don't tell the T-Swift Army this. Hopefully they don't get a hold of this clip. throwing up the hard side. I mean, uh, that was, that was pretty funny, but you're right. I mean, Harbaugh is a a very sharp coaching mind. If I'm Harbaugh, my entire scheme I'm drawing up is don't let Travis Kelsey beat us. And you mentioned Hamilton. He's been great uh, just, just for the Ravens and great pick overall for them. So yeah, I think anything they can do to bracket or double uh, Kelsey here is, is something they definitely should be doing. That's why I do think Even though his number is kind of high, it does create some opportunities, I think, for Rashi Rice. Even Justin Watson, keep an eye on his stuff. Mm. Uh, It's usually pretty low. It's usually like a catch and a half. Uh, He's usually good for like 20, 30 yards. So uh, I would look to, uh, if you're looking to play an over, maybe sprinkle in some Justin Watson, but I'm with you. I'm not taking over on Kelsey. I don't see him having two massive games back to back.
5: I agree. I'd pass on that prop though. I wouldn't play it under. I think Rice is the key player. Yeah, I really do. I think if he has a big game, they can beat Baltimore. Then.
3: Sean Green, always love it. Real quickly, Sean, will it be Chiefs-Lions? What's our
4: Super Bowl? Yeah, Chiefs-Lions, it's crazy. But come on, restore the roar. And of course, the NFL wants the Chiefs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Sean Green, sports gambling podcast. Make sure you get it wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
0: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is Vicent Prime Time with Tim Murray on VZ, the sports betting network. What is it, Dunkin' Donuts? I am hungry. Omaha Steaks. You'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guaranteed. For a limited time, Mike, when you go to OmahaSteaks.com slash VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and... Four free, rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Once again, OmahaStakes.com slash V-S-I-N.
5: Sides. What about the sides? Mm. Terrific sides. What's your go-to side, Mike? Well, the, I love potato dishes. You're right, Britton. The twice-baked potato is awesome. Ooh, can't go wrong with My favorite two meals or food to receive in the mail and the shipping is Omaha steaks. And then there's a good friend of mine, a customer here, Sean Thompson, who sends me Maine lobster Oh, once a year. So those, Ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm living a good life. Well, that was good. I mean, it, it pays to be Mike Palm. It I mean, it does. Well, it, at some point it's got to pay off. Yeah.
3: I love, I mean, a, a good twice baked potato. Ooh, can't go wrong with a good twice. I'm, I'm with you. I like pretty much all potato dishes. I'll mess with uh, some broccoli, some asparagus, the cauliflower that is downstairs at berries the bang bang cauliflower. That's... What
5: taste does cauliflower have? I don't find it to really have taste. Um, if you throw it in, you've got to season the it oven. Up. You got to yeah. do something. Yeah, got to. It's like water.
3: No more, no more boiling of uh, vegetables no. like when we were growing up. Everything's <laughs> everything. Put it in the oven now, yeah. and it, it tasted a million times better. So uh, OmahaSteaks.com/vsin. Our poll question is: It's floundering. I mean, it's you know. Yeah. Poll, Britain's Britain's tweeting at people now, trying to get his desperate, poll question. De- yeah, he's getting into Mike's ear. Hey, you haven't retweeted it yet. Can you retweet it, Mike? Get the Mike Palm people going. I mean, it's a dud of a question. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, our question today: Who will lead the conference championship round in passing yards? And now there's an accompanying odds at DraftKings: Brock Purdy plus 140, Jared Goff two to one, Patrick Mahomes three to one, Lamar Jackson. Six to one. Your leader right now pretty comfortably is Jared Goff at forty two percent, followed by Brock Purdy at twenty-four percent, Mahomes twenty percent, Lamar Jackson at thirteen and a half percent. But uh limited sample size so far. Uh we uh we don't have a ton of uh don't have a ton of votes in at this point. All right, Femi Abebefe coming up in just a little bit. Uh Mike Palm, your plays have uh, yet to get going this evening. We've got two on the ice. We've got a first period under, which is uh I would call the first period under the Palm. And that that's your go-to. Is that your is that your most go-to bet? First period under. First 5 innings
5: under. Ooh. First 5 innings under is is more of a go-to bet, but that's this ranks right up there.
3: All right. So we had first period under Predators Wild, that game coming up top of the hour. We are Lay in two and a half goals. Mike, can you count on one hand how many times you've
5: laid two and a half goals in a hockey game? Uh, I think I can count on, well, if the number zero, I can count it on my elbow, <laughs> on my shoulder. So tonight is a first. Yeah, I've never, laid two, never laid two and a half goals. I think at one point in the midst of the Astros dynasty, I laid three and a half runs against the Tigers in a game. Wow. Um, but I've never laid two and a half goals before. But doesn't this call for it? This team's won 14 in a row. And, the, and Chicago played last night, and these, when you're down two, they pull the goalie with four minutes left. Golden I mean, Muzzy was handing out candy last night, Muzzy, too. With, Muzzy, uh, Muzzy, he was pimping his record, too. Now he's 72-4, and four, whatever it is. You know, that's what and happened. his guests are 45-49. and 49. Get better guests, Muzzy. That's the lesson I got from those stats. Get Mike Palmon on and give out ah, some
3: first-period unders. Let's go. Uh, but uh, there we go. There's our plays for tonight and a weekend play for Mike. He's taking the points yeah. Yeah. with the Lions. Uh, my second play of the night, we slipped one in because the game started early. We went extra game hunting for the first play, which was UMass Lowell minus two. The River Hawks lead the Catamounts of Vermont right now, 29 to 26 at the break. But we're going Lumberjacks. Stephen F. Austin minus or plus one and a half against Grand Canyon in a big old whack showdown. That game starting at the bottom of the hour all right back to
5: where we sit for this weekend Mike. how about that chicago state team are they in the whack still you know that team they <laughs> they're used to independent be... oh they're independent yeah. now they were really bad they're terrible they well, were... actually, but they're better now they beat Northwestern. yeah this they're year. better now but i remember when they were like three and 48 in their last 51 in the whack a few years ago
3: yeah they are uh they have transitioned from one midwest city to another where detroit is uh, terrible. Oh, and twenty are the Detroit Mercy Mercy, Titans. The Dick
5: Vitale's former yes, team. <laughs> uh,
3: Mike Davis, former Indiana coach, is He's there. He's the coach of yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I think uh, I think this might be the last year for old Coach Davis uh, at Detroit. His son, and I remember it was all controversial because he was uh, very close to breaking Pistol Pete's scoring record last year and. They were going to go to one of the one-off tournaments. They ultimately didn't go. But, uh, hey, if you want to take points with the worst team in college basketball, Detroit catching 12 tonight against UW-Milwaukee. All right. um, Horizon. Horizon League, yes. Mm -hmm. The Norse of Northern Kentucky, usually one of the classes of the uh, Horizon League there. Mike, we saw a little bit of movement in the totals market. We haven't talked a ton of totals regarding the championship weekend. We saw some early under money come in on Ravens Chiefs. That is now 44, 44 and a half. And then we saw over money come in on the total for the NFC Championship today, getting out to 51 and a half, 52. Right now at DraftKings, as we sit here on this Thursday, as we wait for maybe a little bit more line movement, 51 and a half is where we stand with the total for the NFC Championship. 44.5 44.5 is the total for the AFC Championship. You're a pretty regular underbetter. Anything for you in the total side here?
5: I'm finding it hard to bet because the holding penalties are down. Offensive holding are down 60% in the playoffs. Hard to bet unders when they're not calling holding. There's no drive killers. So I'd look more towards overs. Maybe uh, you could convince me to play over in the second game. I wouldn't play it in the first just because... That Ravens defense, I, I feel lucky I got there with the Ravens-Texans over, right? Mm-hmm. And they kicked the field goal coming out of the two-minute warning because I said he doesn't have to, right? He could, he could just run the ball into the ground you or whatever. You could have middled that Yeah, because you, if you played the over early and then you played under late, you could
3: have uh, got a nice little middle on Ravens. Uh, Ravens-Texans.
5: Yeah, so then I lose, though, because remember, I had the 49ers team total. 29 and a half. That didn't never really even had a chance to get there. Uh, I, I if For a total, I think Bears bet is awfully awfully good. The 20 and a half with the Lions. Yeah, Lions team total over was Chris Felica's yeah. best bet uh, last night here on the program. I'm going to give a little spoiler here. Ooh, Femi. Femi is locked in on one of the totals in these two games. Ooh, and I agree with it. Yeah. I agree with All it. Right. Yeah, I'm not a big
3: totals guy. I, I would say not... Not, I don't bet them as infrequently as like laying two-and-a-half goals uh, in the NHL. It's a special circumstance. <laughs>
5: Can I ask you this? Yeah. Do you play totals in basketball at all? No. Is almost you, almost so never. so hard. I th- almost find that never. Deb- and how to watch it. I mean, watching betting. How do you like to bet an under in, in a basketball game? It's too hard with all the possessions to enjoy it. <laughs> so,
3: Mike, I should have. If I, if I had monetized like Mike does, I would have came on home. But... During the bowl season, you get so much time, right? There's so much movement. So, Notre Dame-Oregon State played (laughs) in the Sun Bowl, right? (laughs) And my first one, I had like three initial bets, and my first bet was under 46.5 Notre Dame-Oregon State. That ended up closing, I think. 30 what? 39.5, 40, Mm -hmm. something like that. And I went to the game. I was a sideline reporter. I'm sitting there, or standing there, and I'm watching it, and it's a dead under game. Absolute dead under game. Fourteen nothing at halftime. Dead under. Oregon State can not moving the ball at all. Cannot move the ball. And then what happens? We get a late touchdown from Oregon State, and then an onside nah, kick.
5: It was, it and, was sick. And it, now was, now just, it covered every number. Every number, every number over. And
3: <laughs> Oregon State went for two. They snapped it to an offensive <laughs> lineman, and he rumbles Gosh. in for the two point conversion. I'm like, really? So I mean, I just I feel like with totals, I you know on the podcast i probably this year had maybe maybe 10 probably more in the single digits but i yeah i rarely on, co- go- on college college football, football yeah, yeah football totals um but i would uh we'll we'll let femi talk about it more not a full spoiler mike but i would look more towards the under in the chiefs ravens game i mean this is a chiefs team i wouldn't fully fall for what we saw on Sunday night. And what I mean by that is the Chiefs all year were a better defensive team than they were offensive team. They were one of the more under teams in the entire league. They go over in the AFC uh, Divisional round. Their offense looks humming, but let's not forget, I mean, this is
5: a was a Bills defense that was completely mm-hmm. depleted. But they still stayed under second half and under fourth quarter. They're under fourth quarters, like on a 17-1 and one or 17-2 and two run, and second half's not quite as strong, but really strong. Um, but that game seemed like the only things that had been in the under was when they were kicking field goals. It wasn't like they were getting many three and outs until the very end of the game. Yeah, until the very end, no mm-hmm. doubt.
3: All right, Femi Abebefe going to join us on the other side. Word on the street is that he's not monitoring anything. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. We'll ask him next. It is VSID Primetime. This is Prime Primetime
2: with Tim Murray on VCN, the sports betting network.
3: Put the VCD experts to work for you and start betting smarter. With a vsin pro subscription sign up for a vsin annual subscription get your first year for only 199 dollars use the promo code prime like vsin prime time get access to everything on our brand new vsin.com website that includes our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which vsin expert has that flame emoji betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game betting systems premium analysis and twenty-four-seven video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember, use the promo code Prime, get your first year of vsin Pro access for only 199 bucks. Sign up today, VSEN.com/slash subscribe. Alongside Mike Palm, I am Tim Murray. It is vsin Prime Time every Thursday. We welcome in our good friend, our colleague. It is Mike Palm's co-host on Fridays on the Lombardi line. You can catch him on the GM Shovel Podcast as well. It's Femia Bebefe who joins us right now at Femia Bebefe on Twitter. And uh, you had a busy podcast this morning, a lot to get to. We're gonna get to the coaching <laughs> stuff here. Secondly, what are you laughing about? This,
5: they're doing like three a day now. I they know. Did two, they did two a week all year. Now they're doing three a day. Coaching carousel <laughs> isn't stopping.
3: It just keeps on going around and around and around. Uh, but let's get to these games.
5: Uh, we've got bets. We don't have any monitoring. Nah, that's not. He's got to hmm. be monitoring something.
2: Come on, We're Femi. not monitoring anything. Is there a seven We're, left
5: out there in the world that Femi's giving out here? So, <laughs> hey, I, I mean, there's sevens
2: across I the board. No, I there's mean, seven there's... and
5: a half everywhere, seven and a half now. Oh, it's, it's a runaway.
2: It, what board are you looking at? I'm seeing seven minus one twenty where you guys are sitting. I'm seeing seven minus one ten at the south point. There you like, go. This, this you, just hit this you got
5: the tip of the strip, then you are there. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, before we uh before we get nah. to the uh the NFC championship
3: game, I like to go chronologically. So we'll start in the Charm City of Baltimore, three Eastern kickoff between the Ravens and the Chiefs. I just hinted at a little bit. I'm actually monitoring this play, Mike Palm. I have not bet it yet. So I'm gonna put the shoe on and then the Femi shoe on here. I'm going to put it on right here. You're all in. Give us why you like the under in Ravens and Chiefs.
2: Well, I, I like the total in this game. I also like the side, but I bet it at a number that no longer exists, so that's oh. why I gave out the under here. i <laughs> my palm there. Shout out to the uh, the the Ravens minus three openers that we saw earlier Sunday, uh, earlier this week here. But I digress. But uh, the under is my play in this one, just because I have respect for both of these defenses. Uh, I think the Baltimore Ravens defense is the best defense defense that we've seen all season long here. They're the number one defense, according to many of the advanced metrics, the traditional metrics as well. And then also Kansas City's defense, I think, has played pretty well as of late. I mean, I get that Buffalo had some nice drives in the last game there, but by and large, Kansas City's defense has been kind of their calling card this season. And if anything, the Chiefs identity on offense has been running the football. Now, I don't think they're going to have as much success running against this Ravens front. But I do think the Chiefs defense, was what Steve Spagnuolo is able to do, throwing some of those blitzes in there, just making those timely calls, I think that can frustrate Lamar Jackson and this Ravens offense here just slightly for uh, to where they at least score less than what they normally would or what the market's expecting. So uh, I like this under 44 and a half. I mean, there's 44s out there as well. So I guess you got to go ahead and grab that now. The weather, not, not going to be too terrible, a little bit of rain. So I don't think it's anything that's going to impact the scoring conditions, but I played this under and ultimately for the side, I like the Ravens to win this game. I think they're just a better team and I have a respect for Mahomes. Here, I almost sound like a broken record from last week. Respect for Mahomes and Reed, but I do believe that Baltimore is better and I think that'll come out on a, on Sunday afternoon. You feel comfortable positioning yourself against Mahomes and Andy Reed
5: here, Femi? I mean, I, I think this is a really tough game to bet. I understand your total play. I do think the Ravens defense is the best unit on the field Sunday of, of the both games. But boy, it's hard to go against these two. You know you're going to have to play a great game to beat them. I think Rishi Rice has started to establish himself as a number one receiver. I mean, my eyes tell me I'm supposed to bet Baltimore, but, but my, my past history and knowledge and the records and what they've done, six straight and the record as a dog and all this tell me just to lay off the game.
2: That's what makes the side so interesting. Yeah. It's like, like you said, all the season long data yeah. is that it's Baltimore hands down, but the pedigree of Mahomes and Andy Reid is why you would look to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I get that. Like, am I like super duper confident saying, like, oh, you got to fade Mahomes? No, I'd never say that just because of what he's shown. But I just, I can't ignore the regular season data and the season long data and what we saw last week to where the Ravens, I mean, I think they played like a C minus D plus game. And they beat the texans by 24 they weren't like super impressive especially in the first half if they play their a game if both teams play their a games this is how i'll put it the ravens will win this football game they're just flat out the better team just that the Kansas city chiefs happen to have the best player in the world in patrick mahomes so yeah i get the trepidation and like kind of the apprehension for not wanting to fade mahomes but hey sometimes you got to do some things that are a little uncomfortable when you're betting and I'm going to go ahead and bet against uh, what might go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe when his career said and done.
5: Is there a point in this game where you would take it with the chiefs? So you, you've got the great number of three. If this game should somehow get to five
2: at some point, would, would you take it at that point? Or you're just set with your three. Uh, I mean, if it ever got to six, I'd take that five. I think is such a dead number to where like, I don't think I'd want to take it. Like, I guess I'd be middling four, which yeah, games land on four at times, but I would go ahead and pass just because I'd maybe try to look for something in-game to go ahead and try to get off of this position a little bit here if the Ravens do start fast in the game. But I would need another key number to come back the other way, betting Kansas City.
3: We're talking to our good friend, Femi Bebefe. You can catch him, the GM Shuffle, he and Michael Lombardi, wherever you get your podcast Tomorrow,
5: three wide. Yeah. Mike, Mike, I'm
3: assuming. You've I'm
5: assuming. All right, back in action tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Uh, so make <laughs> you're sure the you... one that was playing hooky last week out here. I assuming. couldn't.
5: To Stevens. I mean, we have to do all the work in week because he travels the country on the weekend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you're not going to Santa Clara? <laughs> okay.
5: He invited me. He just invited me. And I said, I committed to Brent for the full hour, 11 to noon Pacific. I'm mean, What are you going to do? Disappoint Derek or disappoint Brent? One's in the Hall of Fame.
3: Ooh. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tough decision to make. Not really. Choices Uh, that I don't have to make. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to the NFC Championship game. We're starting to see some juice uh, on the side of San Francisco. So maybe we're headed, Femi, towards a a 7.5. But pretty much here in Vegas, all sevens. You can still get a minus 110. DraftKings is minus 115 towards San Francisco. So once again, if you like the dog, you can get even money on seven. Uh, If you like the favorite, you still can get your standard minus 110. How do you break this game down? Is it as as crazy as this sounds? Is this a buy low opportunity on San Francisco?
2: I kind of think it is. To be honest, like even though you're laying seven points there in, a, in an NFC title game, it feels to me like one of those buy low spots just based on what we saw last week. I mean, everyone's seen it on social media and all the talk shows like, oh, Brock Purdy's not good and all this stuff. Like, can you trust him in the playoffs? Even though he's made the NFC title game now for back-to-back years, it's funny that we're asking that question about Brock Purdy. But I think last week was more so about the conditions. And I mean, Purdy's a kid that grew up just outside of Phoenix. Maybe he's not used to throwing in the rain. You know, it doesn't rain too often down there in that area. So the conditions will be uh, perfect. I think almost near 70 degrees out there in the clear coming up on Sunday. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. And I think the bigger thing going for the 49ers is that they face this Detroit Lions defense, which has been atrocious this whole second half of the season and in the playoffs. I mean, every single week, the opposing quarterback is throwing for 300 plus yards. We saw it last week with Mayfield. We saw it in the wildcard round with Matthew Stafford. We even saw Nick Mullins do it not once, but twice late in the season there like when he was able to find success the Detroit Lions defense is an absolute liability and where Detroit really has success usually is on the offensive line and in this game that offensive line is banged up. Frank Ragnall is probably going to be out there on one leg. He's as tough as they come. He's going to try to gut it out there. But Jonah Jackson, their guard, he's likely not going to play in this game. So the Niners defensive line, if they can get to Goff, especially pressure him in the interior, that would make him uncomfortable to where I think if the Niners do get out to a lead, I think that this is turn out the lights. Like, I honestly believe that this is going to be a blowout. Like, I like the Niners that much in this game. Uh, I, I would lay seven. I've, I've laid six and a half. I've also laid some alts. I laid a Niners laying 14 and a half Woo! plus 250. I think Woo! that we see this game get away from the Detroit Lions, put it in the in the Niners banner. They're going to go ahead and go to the Super Bowl in a big way here. I like the Niners every which way in this game here. Like I said, I'll lay alts as well, uh, as I've done that earlier this afternoon. It's
5: going to be a long two hours tomorrow. I was going to say, man, tell you,
2: can't wait. I'm going to tell you, tell you <laughs> right.
5: You think the Lions can't run the ball? You think they won't be able to run the ball on San Francisco?
2: No. I I don't think they're going to be able to when they're down 21 at halftime. I don't agree because Campbell's (laughs) going to take the ball and march right down the
5: field. I think the Lions have Uh, the coaching edge. uh, They have the coaching edge. This Shanahan is a joke. He's all tensed up and tight. He blew the game in the Super Bowl. He blew it for Atlanta. He blew it for San Francisco. Femi, I pray to God there's no more... Awards markets announced tonight, or you'll be extra surly if D'Amico Ryan's is announced. I see the assistant coach of the year was announced. I pray they hold him off till after we do the show tomorrow, noon <laughs> Eastern
3: tomorrow. Mike Pritchard, Femi Abbafe, <laughs> and Mike Palm. That's just a preview, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going under in Baltimore,
5: and we're going. We're laying it everything. Forty ers gill way, every, every which it. way is right out of Gill's mouth. Lay every it. which way. <laughs>
3: Lay it, lay it, lay it. <laughs> Femi, always <laughs> Bye, appreciate Femi. it, my friend.
5: Bye, guys. See you tomorrow, Femi. Bye-bye.
3: Oh, man. Can't wait for tomorrow. Noon Easter. Tune in. The Lombardi line's going to be on fire. This is v prime time
2: with Tim Murray on VZ, the sports betting
3: network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VZIN. That's V S I N only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Once again, that code, VSIN, V-S-I-N, the crown is yours. Alongside Mike Palm, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Primetime, presented by DraftKings. We're live here at the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Boy, there's a lot of of nacho talk going on around town these days, huh, Mike? It's uh, interesting, yeah. Too much talk now. A little too much. Um, All right, still to come. Top of the hour, Mike Palms plays. We have Predators Wild under one and a half goals, first period. We laid two and a half goals with the Oilers (laughs) against the Chicago Blackhawks. He is on Cal State Northridge, minus three and the hook for a little late night hoops. And then he's taken the seven with the Detroit Lions. Uh, For me, we're underway. Stephen F. Austin needs to, uh, to pick it up here. Down five early to the mighty Grand Canyon Antelopes, led by Bryce Drew. And UMass Lowell at the under uh, 12 media timeout has a two point lead against Vermont. All right, Mike, as we sit here on a Thursday, Derek Stevens will come in studio on the other side of the break, top of the hour with the crew. We know liability. You would love to see Kansas City knock out Baltimore. Still to this day, still to right now, worst outcome for you in the futures book would be the Ravens to win the Super Bowl? That's correct. Followed by?
5: Um, well, you know, I'm not sure that anybody's a big Super Bowl loser to us. 49ers are an NFC loser to us. And in the matchups, in the exact, as I think there was only one, I think Chiefs, Chiefs, uh, somebody was Chiefs winning over over maybe San Francisco was the only loser in the exact. So obviously that means the bigger bets on the exactas have probably been knocked out. Um, so that was good. Chiefs to win the AFC is a bad result, but the worst result is Baltimore to win it all is is what we have to really try to avoid. So a Kansas City Detroit from the book standpoint with future, Kansas City Detroit would be a nice. Super Bowl for us. Now, I know there was somebody called in, was inquiring and speaking to Chris Bennett about wanting to bet 200,000 on the Lions to win the Super Bowl, which would be fine because mm-hmm. it just moves a lot, right? It, mm-hmm. it gets us closer to the middle from, a from let's say, winning 750 on the Lions or losing 1.3 million on, on Baltimore, obviously. So um, that would be good as well. So we would encourage some Lions action at this point. We oh. don't want any more Baltimore yeah. action.
3: If you want to bet Baltimore, go to another shop. Somewhere else. If you want to bet Lions, come on here. If you want, look, he's got, Mike's got the the blue on four. The not, Detroit not Lions. Not quite
5: Honolulu. That's true. Not quite Honolulu blue. You have taken the seven with the Detroit Lions. Well, now it's going to 8, 9, 10, it looks like. I mean, everybody, it's a runaway Vaughn. Vaughn's going to bet what it might be. He's got ifs and wins bets here, like with a bookie, if this, then this. Vaughn is monitoring, hoping to see that hook arrive. Him and Femi Fem, doing no monitoring. He's locked in. He's locked in. Wake him up on Monday. Well, he's got to do four more GM shuffles between now and then. But So... You like Detroit, and you think you have a chance
3: to win outright. So this Femi quest,
5: thinks they're going to lose by 30.
3: Yeah, Femi Femi is uh, not of the belief that Detroit is going to be competitive in this game. I'm going to tell you what that's about. That's okay.
5: about Femi gave out his play of his life earlier this year, and, and hey, he had it one like it it was mm-hmm. when they went to Jacksonville, laying three. Yep, the 49ers. So I think he's has gratitude for the organization for doing that for him, and I think maybe this is more of a heartstrings play for mm-hmm. Femi. I'm just trying to find some psychology behind. This lunatic position of all the alts. <laughs> well, I'll book some of these alts, Femi. If you're still listening, bring your cash tomorrow. Pritch can hold it. We trust the guy. I'll put up mine. You put up yours. I'll let you bet some alts. All right. Well, let's set some. All right, let's set some lines at the Palm Book here. So, uh, well, they start at 21 and a half. I'm not getting into the small alts. <laughs> I want the big, the big alts. I'll give Femi three to one at 21 and a half. That seems fair. Okay. Not no. Of course not. It's probably seven to one or something like that. I, I would, I would say 14 and a half would be a fair. Like I'd, i i book Femi if there's, there was a, but it was an index prop we had up earlier where it said, but it said like 49ers from one to six from seven. So it wasn't a true 14 and a half line, right? It was a index. Well, you oh, could find that 14 and a half, right? I'm doing it right now. You're, you're very handy. You're, you're good with Excel at all uh, that kind of stuff at DraftKings right now. Oh, they, you could do it all there. Uh, San Francisco, plus 207, minus 14 and a half. I'll let Femi bet anything up to 10,000. Up to 10,000. Femi! Not to win. Bring the bet. 10. Bring it. Bring it in. I'll put up 10. He put. I guess I guess I got to put up 20, right? If he puts up 10, it's 2 to 1. Let Pritch hold the 30. Ho- you, hopefully he's running lucky. Uh, <laughs> 21 and a half is plus 426. Oh, that wasn't that far off with the $3 yeah, you weren't that line. Bad. I'll let him bet a nickel on that. I'll let him bet a nickel. All right, Femi, Come bring, on. bring your nickel. Bring it in.
3: Bring it in. Five 500 to win a little over two grand. Yeah. 40, 49ers minus 21 That's a, that's a half.
5: pretty big ask, isn't it? Yeah. Because I know Dan Campbell will. You know, if they're down 10, he's just run it out. And he oh, he's got a good season. He's, he's gonna, not taking no he's chances. He's going to bite some kneecaps. He's gonna, he's,
3: yeah, he's he's going to be... He's going to be, like fi- be fighting until talking later.
5: Talking like Ragnar's in the hospital or something for me. He he'll be on one leg. He'll be, he'll be fine. So when you look at um,
3: both of these favorites, and you could price out a money line parlay on the two favorites. I'm going to do it right now. I think it's around, it's almost around plus, minus, minus 104 at DraftKings. You wouldn't play it because you think Detroit is live.
5: What about a teaser? Teaser? Down with the, down with the four. I'm not teasing Detroit up. Down with the 49ers. Down to up, one. Up with the Chiefs. Up with the Chiefs. Up. Yeah, I, I guess I'd do six and a half to get it to ten and a one half. So I would do a six and a half point teaser in this, minus a half and plus plus ten. Unless it, there's a four, because then you could do ten and one with a six point teaser. Yeah depends on what shop you're at and what the two lines are and what the juice is, 130, 140, 150 mm-hmm. on these two-team two team teases. I, w- I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind getting 10 with Kansas City. What did you think of the
3: Travis Kelsey? I don't want to say fade of Travis Kelsey. So his, his receiving prop right now is 63-and-a-half. In both yeah. playoff games, he's gone over that. He's got 71 yeah. against the Dolphins, yeah. 75 last week against
5: the Bills. Not comparable defenses. Correct.
3: Dolphins were completely banged up. Bills were banged up as well. Prior to that, against the Bengals, because he didn't play Week 18 against the Chargers, sat that out. Bengals, three for 16. Christmas Day against the Raiders, five for 44. Against the Patriots, five for 28. The Bills game back in mid-December, six for 83. Packers, he went four for 81. And the Raiders, uh, he went six for ninety-one back in uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. So, I, I I do look at.
5: Are you implying a Swift factor? No.
3: Okay. I'm implying that he's coming off of two really good performances against rather depleted defenses,
5: which is which beforehand weren't as good as Baltimore when they were healthy. Correct.
3: Now you've got Kyle Hamil- Hamilton, you've got some really impressive linebackers, but more so it'll be Hamilton in the slot likely taking him away. And as we talked to Sean Green about it earlier this hour, and I would agree, if you're Mike McDonald and John Harbaugh, you're making sure 87 isn't the reason you lose this game.
5: I think so. I think you make uh, Rice beat you, Scantling beat you, and I thought Sean Merriman made a great point. You can't let Mahomes extend plays because you know how Kelsey is with the broke-down plays, right? You can't guard him when Mahomes has the ball for six, seven seconds. Right. If they they can make him throw quick from the pocket, release quick, sack him, I think this is a good bet under. But that's your bet. Your bet's the pressure's going to get to him, and he can't extend plays. But
3: also, (laughs) you're betting the under, and you're going against
5: one of the best
3: playoff duos we've ever seen. I mean, those two together, I mean, they set the record for most touchdowns, yeah. uh, surpassing Gronk and Brady, surpassing Rice and Montana. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, the rapport that they have in the yeah, postseason. The other,
5: the other part of it is, if you think Baltimore is going to be winning the game, it's going to take Kansas City out of Pacheco, and they're going to be throw, throw, throw. That's true. <laughs> no, that's a good point. If, yeah. Like, I believe the Ravens will win this game, yeah. so does
3: that – take away from the factor of
5: you're more confident in the ravens winning than the lions covering. Yes. Yeah. And
3: cuz I'm do, I've I've gone back and forth at the price that it sits at it, you know, minus 104 at DraftKings. Do you put these two favorites together as a money line parlay? Do you just lay it with the ravens because I don't necessarily you you feel like you don't want to bet baltimore and uh, in Kansas City, I don't really want to bet San Francisco, Detroit, you know, so we will see Friday. I get an itchy trigger finger. UMass Lowell doesn't figure out a way to cover. We're not in a good spot here. Vermont's getting hot. John Becker. Tickets. John Becker found out. I, it boat, up. I bet it against Tare him. Yeah.